Good morning. It is a beautiful day to be here. Great to see everybody. This morning, um, we're going to look at Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. And as I was preparing uh, this lesson this morning and reading through this scripture, it made me think of uh, when I was a kid, which wasn't that long ago, um, Friday. <laughs> yeah, just a few days ago when I was a kid. No, when I was growing up, um, my dad used to say, you don't have to have a reason to do the right thing. You don't have to have a reason to do the right thing. And uh, Sometimes I did pretty good at that, and sometimes I might have struggled a little bit with it. But as Christians, we're called to do the right thing, and this morning um, we're going to study that. I'm going to start out again by reading the Scripture. And again, it's found in Micah, and it's chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. And it reads, With what shall I come before the Lord, and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you so much for for the scripture, Lord, I just pray that uh, as we study it, Lord, that you, uh, you speak through me, Lord. You hide me behind your cross. Lord, and the folks here and the folks listening online, Lord, they receive uh, the message that comes straight from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, and again, when I read this scripture, I think about how often we make decisions Pretty much thousands of times a day we make decisions. All kinds of decisions. Could be really simple, uh, or it could be something that has long-lasting importance. That's why getting in the habit of doing what's right is so important. And as Micah was writing this word, he was speaking to the folks of Israel and they had kind of gotten off track a little bit on what it meant to, uh, to walk with God. I mean, they were looking at things that they could bring God. Your old calves, thousands of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil, offerings of the firstborn child to have this relationship with God. And, and again, God did speak of some of these things, but if you look at this scripture, if you look at this scripture, I think it's overly exaggerated. The absurd amount of oil and rams, uh, and, and, and it may be because uh, the writer is wanting to stress the fact that 
You know, whatever we can offer God pales in comparison to what he has for us. You see, sometimes we think our rituals and things that we do are what it takes to please God. But as we go on and look at this, what God was really wanting out of Israel was to do justly. And this means to act towards God and towards other human beings according to the divine standard. The divine standard of righteousness that's revealed in His law. In other words, we're supposed to do the right thing towards other people and towards our God. But it also involved treating man the right way. Treating other people right and fair. The other thing that God wanted out of Israel was to love mercy. In other words, he wanted them to be compassionate people, warm-hearted towards everyone, to act with people that were in need, to, to treat them more than fairly, to take care of them, the poor, the widows, the people that couldn't take care of themselves. God wanted them to, talk, to take care of them. And, and the third thing he wanted out of Israel was to walk humbly with God. In other words, he wanted them to be obedient to God, to put other people's desires and God's desires ahead of their own. And now I want to look at this and what it means to us today. What does God require of us today? What does this scripture that was written so long ago mean for us today? We may think that it requires us to do all these observations and rituals and, and things, that, again, that we've grown accustomed to by going to church and, um, and, uh, and doing other things that are important. They, they are important, but they're not going to save us. The things that we do out of ritual, out of habit, are important, but again, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is for us to walk humbly with our God. If we do that, we seek his will in everything we do, the rest of it kind of comes together. You see, only a relationship with Jesus Christ can save us, for us from our sins. No matter how many offerings we offer God, no matter how many things we offer to give up, no matter how many rituals we do, if we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, what does it really mean? To do justly. What does it mean for us today to do justly? Again, I go back to the first one when I was talking about doing the right thing just because it's the right thing. That's what God wants us to do. And in every decision we make, we should go and look and say, okay, we've got a decision. We can go one way or the other. We need to consider, are we doing it justly? Are we loving mercy? The people that this decision affects, are we taking, them, are we taking their needs into consideration? And... By making this decision, are we walking humbly with God? In other words, is that what God wants us to do? Is that what he wants us to do right now to grow our relationship with him? And again, we should be just to all humans. Sometimes that's hard. Humans are humans. We're all humans. I'm a human. We all fall short. Some people, it's fun to... Do just, to, to serve with justice. Some people it's not. Some people make us mad. 
Some people hurt us. You ever been hurt? I don't like being hurt. I've been hurt before. Don't like it. But what God calls us to do in the scriptures, we need to treat people, even people that hurt us, we need to treat them justly. Man, that's tough. I don't like that. Can I take that? No, I can't take it out. But there's certain people that, again, doing justice for certain people is easy. But people we don't agree with, people that don't look like us, people who have hurt us, sometimes it's hard to show them that same justice. Ephesians 4, 25 through 29 says, Therefore put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him. In other words, we're supposed to take care of each other. We're supposed to, we're supposed to even when people make us mad, we're supposed to put that away. It's okay to be mad. We get, have you ever been angry? I haven't, but no. <laughs> Being angry in itself is not a sin, but sometimes what we do when we're angry causes us to sin. I know getting angry is not a sin because Jesus got mad. But again, I've gotten angry before and not sinned, but there's times in my life that I've been angry that I sinned. There's times in my life that I did let the sun set on my anger. To be what God wants me to be, I can't do that. I have to do just, even people I disagree with, I have to show them just, justice. But we're also called to love mercy. We show compassion towards other people, towards widows and fatherless. I think that's Isaiah 117, I think is where that comes from. We're supposed to take care of people who are not as well off as we are, people who are struggling. James 1.27 says, Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this way, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. In other words, to show mercy to people who are in bad situations. Sometimes these bad situations can be because of their own doing, but sometimes people are put in bad situations because of other people's decisions. Other people's selfish decisions. When I look at kids who are in a bad situation, um, it's always because of an adult's decisions. It's always because of somebody put them that way. Now, they may be doing some really, they may be making some decisions on their self, by themselves that are not in a good way right now, but usually they're in that position. They're in that position because someone they love didn't do what was right. They didn't take care of them, and they're left in a bad position. They're left orphaned. They're left without the basic needs. We're supposed to take care of those people. We're supposed to show them mercy. We're supposed to love them. Again, in school, every year my goal is to not raise my voice. 
my natural demeanor is pretty much like this. But my natural demeanor when things upset me is to get loud. And I'll go from being very calm to loud. And my goal every year is not get loud. To not look at a child and, and, and raise my voice. Sometimes you have to. Though. I mean, I mean, But even when you need to correct a child, you need to remember that's one of God's children. And again, they're probably in a situation they have no control over. But every year, at some point, I usually mess that up. And each time I do, it's always the one student that didn't need to hear my voice raised. It's the one student that needed to see my love, mercy, my compassion. What I do every, I don't, I don't want to say every day, but a lot of days is I look at my role and I pray for each student. And, and each student, uh, this one software, if I click on them, it shows some information about them. And one day I did, uh, there was this eighth grader a few years ago that rolled her eyes at me. Have you ever seen an eighth grader do that? They do it. But it really, she kind of rolled her eyes and stomped her foot, you know, and I'm like, hmm, I don't like that. And I reacted probably not the best way. I know it wasn't the best way because that day when I, when I start looking over my roles and my, my roster of students, I see her name and I start praying for her. And I clicked on her information. It gave me some information about her family life and I felt about this big. The last thing that young lady needed was for me to scream at her. The last thing she needed was somebody she trusted to treat her in a way she didn't need to be treated. I could have handled that a lot different. The next day, and I didn't sleep much that night, I'll be honest with you. The next day, the first thing I do is I go to this young lady and I apologized. And she looked at me and she said, I really didn't even notice. I think she probably did. But I don't think it was the first time she'd been talked like that to. So I told her, I said, look, I said, I, I did this in front of other people. When you get in my class, can I apologize to you again? And she's like, sure. So I did. I apologized to this young lady in front of everybody. I said, I messed up. Yeah, she shouldn't have stomped her foot and rolled her eyes and probably did a couple other things. too. She shouldn't have done that. But the way I react to that is what I can control. I'm not justifying what she did. But at the moment she needed me to show her some love and compassion, I snapped at her. Again, people in this world need love and compassion. The people you see at the grocery store, the people you see wherever you may go, you may be the only kind word, the only smiling face they see that day. Show them that love of Christ. They may not look like you. They may be just doing something you don't approve of. But look them in the face. Speak to them. It's important. Again, this kindness, this mercy comes from Christ. When somebody makes you mad, you may going to get mad this week. You may, somebody may make you mad this week.
Just look at them and smile and tell them that you love them. And God loves them. And then go on about your business. Sometimes that's hard to do. But in Luke 6, 35 and 36, Jesus says these words, But love your enemies. Do good and lend and lend hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you'll be sons of the Most High. For He is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Again, it may be the only mercy that person sees that week. It may be the only love that person sees that week. It may be the only encouraging word that person gets this week. It may be the only Jesus. You may be the only Jesus they see this week. Be sure and take the opportunity to tell them how much they're loved. Sometimes people look at you funny when you do that, but that's okay. People look at me funny all the time. The other thing is to walk humbly with our God. The only way that we can enjoy any of this is if we're in fellowship with God. If we're walking with God, and to walk humbly means to put His needs or, or put His calling on our lives ahead of our wants. To put other people's needs ahead of our wants. That's what it means to walk humbly with God. Again, there's some hurting people out there. We're called to do, do things for them. We're called to, again, to be a light in this dark world. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 instructs us to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks for this. You see, this is the will of God in Jesus. In other words, the will of God in our lives is more important than our, than our wants and desires. This call on our life, this call to, to walk humbly, to do things for other people needs to be greater than any desire we have in our life. Walking with God is humble submission. You see, when we walk humbly with God, we can keep that proper balance in our life. The things that used to bother us won't bother us anymore. When we're walking in this humble walk with God, the people that used to make us mad won't make us mad anymore. We can look at them because we have our priorities straight and we're seeking to do justice. We're seeking to love mercy. And again, we're walking humbly with God. And it makes other things look less important. This morning, I just want to ask you, are you doing what the Lord requires of you? Are we doing what the Lord requires of us? Are we doing justly? Do we love mercy? And are we walking humbly with God? Are we doing justly? Are we obeying God's commandments? Are we treating people the way God treats us? Are we loving mercy? Again, the best example of mercy is what Jesus did for us. When we didn't deserve anything, He gave us everything by His sacrifice. Are we loving mercy? Are we walking humbly with God? Are we living a dedicated, obedient Christian life? If we are, you should be able to see justice in our lives. You should be able to see 
the mercy and kindness that God requires of us. And you should be able to see God living through us as we walk with Him daily. Those are the things that you should be able to see. It don't matter how many church services you attended this week. It don't matter any kind of ritual that you do. The only thing that matters is your walk with Jesus Christ. Are you walking and trying to be more like Him every day while you're loving the people that He died for? This week, may we all intentionally do what the Lord requires of us. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, uh, for this church, Lord. For everyone here, everyone listening online, Lord, just thank you so much. I just pray for each of us, Lord, that uh, as we go through as we go through our week, Lord, as we go through the next several weeks, Lord, that our sole purpose, our sole purpose is to do, to do justly, to love mercy, and to humbly walk with you. Lord, I just pray that you're with us every step of this walk, Lord, that... Uh, when we look in people's eyes, Lord, that may be hurting, that may need to see you, that we can boldly proclaim your word. Again, Lord, just thank you so much for, uh, for this opportunity to be here. In Jesus' name, amen.